This is Ace Parenting Together, authentic, connected, and empathic, where we bring you fresh perspectives and ideas about best parenting practices, along with time-tested communication skills to use in real-life situations to help you and your children be your authentic selves, build empathic connections, and thrive in your relationships. Hello, and welcome to the sixth episode of Ace Parenting Together, Authentic, Connected, and Empathic. My name is Bob Aksaraje, and I am here with my co-host, Melissa LaPlante. And today, we are going to talk about recovering and repairing mistakes. Of course, mistakes are very common, and uh, you know, people, humans make mistakes, children make mistakes, parents make mistakes, and I think it's very important to talk about what to do and sort of how to respond to these situations where we make mistakes. Don't you agree, Melissa? Absolutely. This is one of my favorite topics because um, I love being able to actually talk about the fact that making mistakes is something we actually want to do um, because just that shows our kids, you know, our authentic selves and and our humanness um, and how we respond to it um, is going to show them how they need to be responding to their own mistakes. So, Indeed. And I think this is really important because a common reaction, of course, to mistakes is, ah, you know, I messed that up and sort of, you know, have this uh, critical response and, and so on. And I, I think I have some of that. And I think some of it actually has to do with how I was treated as a kid when I was making mistakes. And I, I think this is really important as parents to also talk about because how we respond to our children's mistakes and our own mistakes sort of models that behavior for them. And, you know, once they grow up, um, they may end up sort of in that same situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, that sort of internalization of responses to mistakes and sort of automatic responses to mistakes is really important. And also, I think, you know, focusing on sort of uh, the mistakes and, you know, whatever the consequences or this, you know, the, the results of that mistake, uh, those mistakes are in the moment, um, puts a, creates a lot of pressure, right? So to, to do the right thing and sort of perversely, this pressure itself can increase the number of mistakes that people make because you, you're, you're sort of acting or, or behaving or trying to decide on the pressure and trying to do the right thing, but then, you know, you end up doing the wrong thing um, and making things worse. Absolutely. And I'm listening to you. Um, and when I sort of think about myself and when I make mistakes, you mentioned, you know, that sort of um, makes you kind of jump into self-criticism and, you know, I know better than this and, you know, come on, I, I, I can do this. Um, but it's, it's so important that we give ourselves grace um, and feel empowered by mistakes because we can then go back and adjust and fix um, and then talk openly about the mistakes we made um, with our children and make a connection rather than, you know, disconnecting with a sense of perfectionism. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really important. I think, and, you know, focusing on the mistakes 
and sort of wanting to have perfect response, it really also incentivizes uh, doing the easier things, you know, where you know that you're not going to make a mistake. Um, it's actually kind of funny because I, I, I use Duolingo uh, at all for uh, languages. Yeah, it's funny. I, I do not. Um, but my husband um, <laughs> uses Duolingo because I grew up speaking Spanish and my father yeah. um, is from Cuba. And so he is always trying hard to learn as much Spanish as he can. Right. Yeah. And so right. very familiar with Duolingo. Yes. Yeah. And I, I love learning languages. And so I, I've been using it. Um, I, I, I started using it some years ago and then I stopped and I started using it again this summer, um, among other things, to learn some more Spanish and so on. Um, but there's this very... Um, in some ways, it's very motivating. It has like points and leagues and all of that. And there's this feature where you can double up your points, you know, for 15 minutes. Right. And that's this pressure. I, I want to double up my points. So yes. if, I, if a lesson takes five minutes to complete, then that's not very good because I will just get 30 points. And right. I go and do the easy lessons that I know yeah. I, will, I can do in one minute. Competing to get against yourself. Exactly. And this is the same thing because there's pressure, right? There's some time pressure there. And this is the same thing with mistakes, I think. Sure. If if we put a lot of pressure to do the right thing all the time, uh, that really incentivizes doing the easier stuff where, you know, we know that we're not making mistakes. And so, of course, this blocks growth and uh, creativity and, and so on. Sure. So, yeah, so it's really important to move away from that, you know, uh, pressure and normalize making mistakes. But how do we do that? Hmm. That's, <laughs> that is very difficult because again, every part of um, parent effectiveness training and being an effective parent requires that um, self-disclosure component um, and getting comfortable with your um yourself and mm -hmm. and who you are and what makes you who you are. Um, and I think for a lot of people, um, it's difficult to get comfortable with self-disclosure with their children because that's goes against the grain. I, you know, we're not supposed to, we're not supposed to be doing that. Our kids look at us, we're, you know, we're their right. example. Well, yeah, we are their example. And, and there's, there, there is no perfect, um, mm -hmm. And so we just have to um, send the message of, you know, getting comfortable being perfectly imperfect. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. So we all have these human qualities. Part of it is making mistakes. In fact, that's how we learn, right? Um, if everything I did was, you know, never encountered any mistakes, that either means that I, I have no capacity to learn or I'm, I'm not human. I, I, don't, right. I don't, I can't even imagine what that Absolutely. That's right. So, yeah, so so th this is really sort of exemplified in the skills and the philosophy of parent effectiveness training. So for one thing, for example, all of these uh, sort of elements of effective communication that we have talked about uh, before, <clears throat> active listening and eye messages and self-disclosure, as, as you just said, and these basically place children and parents alike sort of on a sort of an equal position to collaborate and mm -hmm. solve problems together, um, address their needs and meet their needs and, and so on. 
and really to for them to be their authentic self, right? And this is part of a big part of normalizing mistakes, um, and learning from them, and allowing them to happen in the first place. Absolutely, um, and we we you know that sort of ties into as parents, um, you know, we want we don't want to prevent our kids from making mistakes. Um, for the very same reason, you know, you can't protect them from um, every single possible mistake. Um, you'll drive yourself crazy. Um, and yeah. for the very same reason that you want to be um, yourself comfortable and okay with making a mistake and being real and honest about how you disclose and talk to your your kid about that. and And then also allowing them to feel comfortable when they make a mistake rather than judging and, and, and punishing for sure. That's right. Yeah. And not only we will drive ourselves crazy if we really try to be a sort of a perfect, you know, impossibly perfect uh, parent. um, We would also um, really inhibit growth of the children. I mean, just thinking about say a, you know, a baby who is just starting to, um, to learn to walk or, or, you know, move around and so on, of course, they're going to fall, right? And that that's basically like, okay, I took the wrong step or I didn't balance myself very well and I fell. But that is how we learn, by, by feedback and by, yep. you know, by repeating and, um, and allowing that space for a practice. Sure. So maybe we'll come to some real-life examples um, and, yeah. um, you know, uh, some situations where, especially as parents, where we have, we might have made a mistake and how to recover and repair that mistake with our children. Yeah. Yeah. You and I, when we were talking earlier, I said, I think I could come up with 5,000 <laughs> because um, I definitely embrace um, the mistakes that I make. Um, and it makes right. me feel proud um, <laughs> ne- when I do allow myself to make the mistake and own it and, and, you know, talk about it out loud. And, you know, it it was my bad. I am, I stand corrected, you know, because I want Mm -hmm. my family to know that um, they too can feel the same way about their mistakes. It's, it's a human quality. Um, You know, I think I mentioned in one of the earlier episodes, um, the story of my daughter who was trying to, um, for lack of better words, steal the treasure box toy from her yeah, classmate. And mm-hmm. um, and so my gut reaction was just, I was mortified when the teacher, teacher called me to tell me that. And so I jumped right into like punishment and what can I do so she never does this again. And so I made her write 100 times, I will not steal. Yeah. And so... Um, you know, she cried the whole time she was doing it. And, and we talked about, you know, how, yeah, you know, she didn't do that again, but it, you know, the punishment worked in a sense, but not for the right reasons, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so when I had a chance to walk away from that, um, I really, even in the moment, it just didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I, I walked away from that feeling like I I am not proud of that parenting moment. It, I'm human. It happened. I'm going to own it. But um, later I was able to, after we had both settled down and 
before she was going to bed, we sat on her bed and, and talked through it. And I came in with an apology telling her that I, I, I don't like how I responded to today and, and, and what you did at school. And I, I didn't even give you a chance to talk or let me hear your side of it, you know, and I, and I'd like to do, I'd like, I'd like a redo. And my kids know I say that a lot. Can we have a redo? And, um, you know, then I was able to let her actively, I was, I'm sorry, I was able to actively listen while she, you know, told me everything from her perspective and allowing her to do that then, you know, cleared the emotional flooding so that she could critically think. And she felt comfortable because I was telling her that that's not how I want to respond to something like that. And she was even able to come up with her own problem solving skills in that moment saying, you know, well, you know, in hindsight, now that I'm thinking about it, you know, it'll be my turn to the treasure box and I can just pick the same thing. Well, yeah, because she could critically think, right. Right. And I gave her that opportunity and I rebounded from a mistake and it's okay. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that, you know, the process you just described is really important because, um, you know, lots of times for whatever reason this happens, if I yell at my child or, you know, um, do something that I know that I don't want to do, it's, it doesn't really, it's not really how I want to interact with my child. Um, I need some time to actually recover and repair in myself, right? So to understand, okay, well, this wasn't really the best response. Um and uh, sort of get in touch with myself and see where, you know, what went wrong, right? And yeah. then go back and repair that with the child. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, for example, lots of times, uh, an example that comes to my mind is when I am talking, you know, to my child, uh, this also kind of happens with other people, but especially with ch- children, they're really good at sort of pulling this trigger that I have perhaps because of all sorts of, you know, experiences in my own childhood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For example, if I'm talking to them and, you know, I'm t- trying to tell them something that maybe I'm finding problematic or I want to talk to them about, and they don't want to talk, right? So they, they, they're they not in a position. They, they make it very clear. No, I don't want to talk about this right now. And then, like they start to walk away. And this really, uh, like this was going on for a while when it really triggered me. And I thought, no, you're going to stay here and listen to me because I have something to talk about. Yeah. Like it feel it just felt wrong also because in, like, I'm forcing myself basically and, um, and uh, not backing off because, you know, they, they're not ready to talk. Right. right. Um, and it just created this sort of very tense situation. And so what I needed to do was to sort of reflect on where is this coming from and why am I getting so triggered? And, um, you know, I I realized that it perhaps had something to do with how I wasn't listened to when I was a child in Mm -hmm. all sorts of environments I was at, um, school, home, other people in positions of power. And once I realized that, I realized that I can also pause in that moment and say, oh, okay. I see you don't want to be a part of this. I am having a problem, so I would like to have a time later on, if we can, to talk about this, right? So Absolutely. I back off and I say, can we talk about this some other time? And, yeah. you know, frequently they would say, yeah, we can talk about it later. Maybe they're not ready to say when right now. We can come back to it later and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and go forward. But the, the way that I could 
say that and come back and repair that with them was to say, I know that I have been doing this and this is something that is not, you know, is not on you. This is something that gets really triggered in me. Maybe because of this, I want to, I want to do better. And so I'm going to take a pause and let you, you know, walk away if you don't want to talk. And Absolutely. so that I'm not forcing myself yeah. on you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am. This is literally triggering something that I, I didn't remember when we were talking earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I have a similar situation with the same feeling. So, to, and, and maybe not, you know, something stemming from childhood, but like a little bit of offended, like, but I'm just being so concerned, you know, mm-hmm. um, the other day, my son was on the couch and he, um, I, I don't know if he remembered something he forgot or something. And he's, oh. and I said, Oh, I said, sweetheart, are you okay? What's the matter? I don't want to talk about it. Can you just leave me alone? And he walked away and he went into his room and whatever it was that he had to manage, that was not my problem. But yeah. I was a, like, and he wasn't, he didn't, his intention was not to hurt my feelings, but I, yeah. I, sometimes I take it that way. Like, why wouldn't you want me to, to help you through this or, you know, it, because you know, my feelings get hurt, but yet, like you said, I, I waited a few minutes and I said, okay, this is on me. That's my interpretation of it. And sure enough, a half an hour later, he walked out as though nothing had happened. And he was like, you know, what are we having for dinner tonight? I, did, did I hear you say steak, you know? And it was right. like nothing had happened. So of course, again, that, you know, that's on me. Right. That's um, right. That was my interpretation. And he just needed a minute and he was going to solve his own problem. So, that's yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So you took that mm-hmm. moment. And you didn't let it, you know, the trigger or whatever it was that was activated in you yeah. to take over. Right. Yeah. And so, so you know, uh, this is also, so this is sort of modeling how to deal with uh, mistakes or repair, yeah. uh, whatever is happening. And I think, it's also important how we really deal with, you know, situations where you know, some of this stuff is not, not everything is under our control. Like, for example, my kids go to school and they have, um, you know, they have to have homework by a certain deadline. And, and you know, uh, if not, they're going to, you know, that, that's going to ref- be reflected in the report cards and so on. Sure. So how we deal with stuff like that is also important. So, for example, one thing that I have tried to do is, you know, like growing up, I was you know, really wanted to get the best grades and like be on time and like it really placed a lot of importance on my own grades and so on. Yeah. Uh, but I realized afterwards that this is really not right. You know, um, yes, these grades actually helped me and like they were important in my um, education and path to, you know, profession and so on. But um but placing those pressures on my own kids is not really um, uh, healthy or helpful to them. So, right. you know, if if I check their report card and I see that, you know, there's missing assignment and things like that, the thing that I'm going to focus on is not the grade. And, some, and because there's so much focus on grade at school anyway, they are kind of thinking about it and say, okay, well, you know, I will get an A, I promise. And, and I'm like, you know, it's not, I understand. Okay, so if you care about it, that's fine. But that's not my focus. And I'm, what I'm trying to see is if you're having a bad experience in this class, is there something missing or, you know, is something else preventing you from doing your work so that we can sure. 
you know, help you do what you actually really want to do. Right. And I think that, you know, taking, backing off and taking the pressure off and uh, helping the child to sort of address their own situation and ask for help if they need to, that is really important in dealing with this. Uh, sure. Sort of yeah, thing. I agree. Yeah. And you were telling me something about online school, I think, mm -hmm. uh, an experience that you had during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, relating to my, to my son, um, when we were really in the thick of, of COVID in the beginning, when school went virtual for what felt like a gazillion years, um, it was such a stressful time. And, um, yeah, it was very, uh, I just I talk about triggers every time I think yeah. about it, I go back into the panic of, oh my goodness. But, you know, as a parent, it was so hard to be working um, and then also managing your kids being online with school. And, uh, yeah. and my husband and I noticed pretty quickly into it that, that, um, that Matthew was just not a virtual learner. That's right. just not where he learns best. Um, he is a people person. He mm -hmm. thrives on being surrounded um, by people. Um, and so when school was virtual, he just was not connecting with the teachers. And so I was trying to get him to be around people. So I brought him to my office with me and then he was doing school there. And at least there was, you know, he wasn't home alone with, you know, <laughs> no stimulation. Um, right. But then what was happening is he, you know, I was getting text messages left and right at work. You know, can you go check on Matthew? He excused himself at the bathroom, but he's been gone for a lot longer than a bathroom. And, you know, and so I, I, this particular day I had been texted message by the teachers. I mean, I mean, maybe five, eight times. And so right. we got in the car to go home and I just it was an exhausting day. And then that just was like the last straw and I just lost yeah. it on him. And I, I am not a screamer, but I just, you know, I am doing everything in my power to help yeah. you. Do you think this is easy for me? I mean, I was really, was like, I was possessed. And I think it, obviously the emotions of being in the middle of COVID and nobody was, no, at this point, we didn't know what was happening and how long was this going to be. And so my emotions played into it and his eyes just, you know, watered and he was fighting back the tears and he was silent. And, um, you know, it was another situation where I said later yeah. on that evening when, you know, we had got home, we ate and just had some time to chill, um, you know, and I, I went in to him before he went to sleep and I Again, I apologize. I, in particular, I do not like yelling. Um, I don't like yeah. that feeling. I don't like to be yelled at. And so I don't want to be yelling at someone else. And, um, you know, I admitted that my emotions are really, really high. It's stressful at work trying to see patients in the middle of COVID. And, you know, I'm trying to talk to the teachers and I'm trying to make this work for everybody. And, you know, um, it allowed me to disclose my raw emotions with him and, mm -hmm. and, but mostly apologize for how I handled my emotions. Um, right. And, you know, that's how we, we worked through it. You know, then it was on him to problem solve how, and we can't change the fact that right now school is virtual. So right. we've got to come up with, not we, I can certainly brainstorm with you, but only you know 
some techniques that will you need to almost got to push through. Nobody loves this. Um, so we just got to get through it, but mm-hmm. definitely yeah. had to work my way back from that mistake. Yeah. And, you know, recovering from that mistake and repairing that relationship, I mean, that's really important, right? Especially during those, um, you know, really intense times and, you know, sure. all of the difficulty and uncertainty and, yeah. and all of that and um, isolation. Uh, that is what will pull people through, right? That, that yeah. connection. All right. Well, um, I think that's good to a good place to stop for today and see you next time. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Ace Parenting Together, authentic, connected, and empathic. We're working to bring you content on best parenting practices that's worth your time and adds not to the noise, but to the signal. Let us know what you want to hear on this podcast. All questions about parenting and thinking through real life situations are welcome. See you next time.